The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, beautiful people. My name is Elisa Reynolds, and I'm the executive chef and founder of My Two Cents LA and host of My Last Meal, a new podcast that asks people from all walks of life, whether it's musicians, celebrities, artists, chefs, scientists, Renaissance men and women, what their last meal on earth would be and why. So don't forget to tune in on Fridays. You can find us anywhere you can listen to podcasts. So why not? Let me tell you about the last meal. Mariana, and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode, I am sharing with you 10 lessons I have learned in the last 10 years because this month I'm celebrating a decade of being a content creator, influencer, blogger, YouTuber, and now brand founder, which is a lot of things. And I just can't believe how much the industry has changed in the last 10 years. So when I started as an influencer, content creator, it wasn't even really a career path. It was just like, a hobby that you had because you like loved doing it. There wasn't brands spending money that the way they are today with influencer marketing campaigns. Brands barely wanted to gift product. It's not like the abundance of gifting today. And it was just really different. But now that I've done this for so long, I love sharing all the things that I learned in the last 10 years with you guys and that hopefully it can help you in some sort of way. And I do want to just say a quick thank you to you because of you, I have this opportunity and career I have today. So whether you have followed me for a day, month, year, 10 years, thank you because I do everything because of you. I create the content I post on Instagram because I want to inspire you or motivate you in some way. I post these podcasts because I want to help you. I create products with Summer Fridays because I want to give you products that you love that make you feel confident in your skin. And all of this is for you guys. So when you love it, respond to it, engage with it, it just gives me so much passion and purpose. And because of you, you've really changed my life. And had I known that, that you know, 10 years ago, I just, I probably wouldn't even believe it today. So if you are somebody who's thinking about going down this career path, or maybe you are losing a little bit of inspiration or motivation, let this be a lesson to you. It has changed my life. If I didn't upload that first video 10 years ago, I wouldn't be where I am today now. And it's never too late to start. And so I hope this episode helps you a lot. And before we get into the episode, don't forget that Summer Fridays, we just launched our brand new eye cream. It's our Light Aura Vitamin C and Peptide Eye Cream. It's instantly brightening. It's so amazing. You guys can get it at summerfridays.com and at Sephora. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast because I've got new episodes every Tuesday and leave me a rating and review. So now if you want to hear the lessons I've learned in the last 10 years that I think could be helpful to you, keep listening. So I wanted to do this episode because I've been an influencer now for a decade. I have been creating content. I don't even know if the word influencer was a thing when I started back in 2012. I was really just creating content. And at the time I started with video content, then started on Instagram after that and launched a blog. And so I've seen the industry evolve over the last 10 years. When I started at the very beginning, it's so different than it is today Back then, there wasn't as many people, so it was less competitive in a sense of there weren't as many fellow creators, YouTubers, bloggers, people beginning on social media. But the flip side of that is there weren't as many opportunities to work with brands or gifting. And so at the beginning of my career, you really had to convince a brand to even send you PR packages, 
Brands didn't really have a budget for influencer marketing yet. And it was just a really different time. So I think the benefit of starting back then is, yes, it was less competitive. And so there was just more opportunities for yourself because there was less people that the jobs were going to. But now I feel like it's even better time to start because it is competitive. There are a lot of people, but I think there's room for everyone. And brands really understand now what it takes to run an influencer campaign. They have influencer departments. They spend money. They gift. They gift without expectations. And so it is just an easier time to start because I feel like the industry has evolved so much in the last 10 years. And I'm so grateful because it really is just the best job ever, even though there's ups and downs. I'm so fortunate to be able to do this for so long. So in the last 10 years, I feel like there's a lot that I have learned that I want to share with you. Hopefully some of this applies. And even if you learn one thing that could be helpful for your career, I hope this helps a lot. And this is even great for brands to listen to if they're trying to figure out influencer marketing for themselves. So I want to share with you guys 10 lessons that I've learned in the last 10 years. One of the biggest lessons that I've learned in my 10 years is the importance of networking. Networking is so important because this is how you're building relationships over time and building your career. Never think of this as free work or anything like that. It really is building a relationship. So when a paid opportunity comes or an invite and an event is happening, you really come top of mind because you're maintaining this relationship over time with somebody. So there's so many different ways that you can connect with brands. A lot of times there's an influencer contact that works within the brand, or there's a PR who helps represent the brands, and they might also run paid campaigns and also handle invites for events, or there's agencies who run influencer campaigns, or a brand could use a combination of all of these. So there's so many touch points to a brand. A really good way to get in with a lot of brands at once is to meet with agencies and publicists and see who represent them. So an agency might email you and say, hi, we represent these 15 beauty brands. Would you like to accept gifting? You'd say, yes, for sure. I would love to. And that's a really great way to build relationship with the brands. And then you could have an honest conversation with them and say, I would love to be considered for any future paid opportunities. Do you know what brands are maybe working on paid opportunities? And so you can show those brands extra love, which I'll get into brand love a little bit later. But with this networking part, the reason why it's also important too is I've been doing this for so long. I've seen how people can bounce around at different companies. So just because somebody has a company now that you might not love doesn't mean they're not going to get a promotion or go to another company very soon that you really want to work with. So be respectful to everyone, build relationships with everyone because you never know where they're going to end up. A really easy way to stay in touch with and network with people from brands is to follow them on Instagram, like and comment on their content and just see what they're up to and just generally stay in touch. If you happen to live in New York and you're visiting LA and there's a couple brands you want to meet, offer to meet up with them to go to coffee, ask them if they have any product launches or things that they're doing that's coming up that you could support them in any kind of way. And then if you choose to share them, you could send them a link to the content so that when something's happening, you are top of mind. Networking is so important because it is really competitive. So by staying on top of these relationships, it really is helpful when these jobs come around. Believe me, brands want to get to know people. They want to know what you're up to. They want to know, is there somewhere that we can activate our products or fashion or whatever it is into your lifestyle? Is there an opportunity or something creative that you're coming up with? And so building these relationships are really important. Another thing with networking is hopefully we'll see events start coming back again later this year. But when you go to an event, make sure you are reaching out to the brand person when you arrive. So whoever it was that invited you, let's say it's Amy from wherever, 
when you get to the party, say, hey, is Amy here? And ask somebody to point you in the right direction so you could meet the person in person, make some FaceTime, let them know that you came to the event, that you wanted to support the event. And this is so important because you don't want to go to the event just to like mingle with your peers and friends the whole time because yes, that's great. And that's another part of networking, but you really want to connect with the brand face-to-face and build that personal relationship so that you can be thought of for opportunities. And this has helped me so much. Um, I've done so much of this over my career. A lot of these people have become my friends. I've seen so many people go on to create their own agencies like Julian Fraser that was on a previous podcast episode. I worked with her for Lacoste and then she went to another brand and then I worked there and then she started her own agency and I've worked with a few of her brands now under the agency that she's had. And so this has been such a long career with her. And in networking and doing these campaigns, you always want to be a pleasure to work with so that you can be thought of for the next ones because they love working with you. You went above and beyond with the content and they just genuinely have a relationship with you. And with networking, that also goes for your peers. So I network with my peers, but they're also my friends. Like being an influencer is such a strange career because you all kind of work together in this unique kind of way, but you're coworkers and you go to events together. And then pre-pandemic, I was traveling so much going on influencer trips for so many years. So I spent so much time with friends all around the world. And it's so interesting. But as I then went to go start my own business, a lot of these peers that I networked with ended up being so helpful to me in my own career when they supported Summer Fridays when we launched or came to our events or editors that I'd met. And so the networking aspect is really important. And you know, we're all growing up and everybody's starting other businesses too. And like, I want to help them also. And so I love being able to connect with others. Let's take a quick break from one of the sponsors of this podcast. And you all know that I really care about wellness as part of my routine. I really care about my daily habits, the way I start my day and any way that I could just make it easy and effortless to make those habits a part of my routine is just like better for me. If you are new to a vitamin or supplement journey and you're trying to figure it out, I know how confusing it can be at the beginning. Like, what do I take? How much of it? What can I mix together? Well, Parallel is here to take a lot of that guesswork out of it. Parallel is the only OBGYN founded vitamin for women. And I recently started taking their brand new product. They just launched their women's daily vitamin trio. It is formulated by a team of women's health doctors, including OBGYNs, endocrinologists, and naturopathic doctors. So the trio is so easy and convenient for me in my life and such a huge value. So it's $38 a month, but in the trio, it's a 30-day supply of packets and it contains three vitamins that work perfectly together to cover all of your bases. So there's a multivitamin for nutrition, immunity, and stress support. You'll also get an omega to help with heart and brain health. And best of all, each packet has a beauty blend capsule. It's made of biotin and collagen to support hair, skin, and nail health. So if you want to try exclusively for Mariana listeners, Parallel is offering 15% off your first three months of Parallel with code Mariana15. Head to Parallel.co, that's P-E-R-E-L-E-L.co, not .com. And if you don't love it, you can cancel at any time and there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that's Mariana15 at Parallel.co. Now let's get back to the episode. So now that you know that networking is so important, how do you even go about starting these relationships and how do you network? Well, a really easy way is to connect with people on social media. So what I will say is usually if you're reaching out to a brand via DM on Instagram, it's usually a social media person who is handling the Instagram DMs, Facebook messages. So that might not be the right person for your influencer contact. So you could try to find an email for a brand or you could DM them and say, 
hey, I'm looking for your influencer contact. Could you please pass along an email so I could chat about gifting opportunities? Or I would love to be considered for gifting opportunities. Could you please pass on my information to the right person? And then hopefully they can filter your message to go to the right person that it needs to go to. So that's one way. Another way is to go online, go through Instagram and look up all of the publicists who maybe represent beauty brands. So you can go through and see, okay, they represent these 15 brands. Let me reach out to them and see if there's an opportunity to get gifting from them, if they have any invites coming up or uh, events happening. So you can stay top of mind that way. Um, Another great way is to go on LinkedIn and look up some of your favorite companies, go on there, find the person that does influencer or marketing and try to find the right person for what you're looking for and connect with them via LinkedIn send them a message and see what way to connect there. Another really great way is if you already love the brand and you can't figure out how to get in contact with them and it's something you already own, like let's say I love this like lip balm that I have right here sitting on my desk. I can post an Instagram story or post a reel and tag the brand on there. And then I can DM what I posted to the brand and say, hey, I just posted this. I love your brand. I would love to be considered for future gifting opportunities. Here's some content I already created. And then they're like, great. This person already took an extra step before reaching out to us to start this relationship. And that's a really great way. And then you can just stay in contact with them. So if you see that they just launched a new product, you can reach out to get gifting. You can say, oh, I'd love to support and share and kind of go about it that way. So really think of relationship building and networking as a two-way street, right? Like a brand or somebody might want something from you and you want something from them. So how can you make it work both ways? Um, Instead of just asking for paid opportunity or asking for free product or gifting, ask them like, what can I do to support you? Like, what is the most helpful? What kind of content are you looking for? If you are looking for future paid opportunities, what is something you're looking for? And so like, let's say, the brand's, you know, importance right now might be UGC. So they might really need content. So then what you can do for them is create content or for future paid opportunities, they're really looking for high conversion rates. So if you post the product on your stories, you can send them the analytics for the link sticker tab so that they get an understanding of how many sales you're pushing and how many link clicks you're pushing somewhere. So really building that relationship and then having that data to show them is so helpful and will really, really make you stand out. Another really great way to network as an influencer, especially if you're starting out and trying to build relationship is to follow brands on social media as well as the founders or anyone you know that might work there or be in like the field of influencer, social marketing is really, really great to connect. I personally connect with so many people on TikTok, on Instagram, and the people that I see comment over and over again, they're always top of mind for me. So when working on influencer campaigns, I'll remember certain influencers just because they are always engaging with my posts or liking and commenting. And same with our brand pages as well, because we do go through and look at all of our comments and likes and DMs. And so engaging with these accounts are really important, especially on brand accounts when it might not have as much engagement as like a personal page. It's really important to engage and just feel really excited. And you never know what one comment might really stand out to them so that they can want to build a relationship with you or notice your profile to send you gifting. So that's a really great way to network on social networking. And the final thing I would say is to connect with similar influencers as yourself. So whether that's your similar niche that you're in, um, size, where you're located, really connect with other people and collaborate and figure out, is there a way to do a content swap together? Can you post each other's posts to help with engagement? There's so many other ways just to connect with people online and even to make new friends who are interested in the same things you are. So really use social networking apps to network. 
The second tip I have is if you see something new, just do it. So there is no perfect time to do anything. I would say for myself, when I started on YouTube was in 2012. I started on Instagram in 2013 and I started my blog in 2014. If I would have waited for all my ducks to be in a row or the perfect time, I could have missed the opportunities that I had by just jumping on. A good example of this and a lesson I learned myself is I downloaded TikTok in October of 2019. I was just on the app. There was a handful of people on there that I would follow over and over again. And no one was really my age. But I was like, if everyone's on this, I want to kind of understand what this app is. I want to see like what's happening here. And I was trying to monitor the app to try to figure out what kind of content I wanted to create, but I wasn't actually posting anything. And at the time, it was really dance heavy focused. It wasn't as so much like tips and how to's and like informational or educational or entertainment like it is today. And I uploaded like a couple videos end of 2019. And then in January of 2020, I had a video viral. I think it's got like 12 million views or something now. And at that point, what I should have done is remained on the app and stayed consistent and posted over and over again. But because I didn't know what to post, I wasn't sure like my niche on there. I wasn't sure like how I as a 35 year old would fit in on TikTok. I missed an opportunity at the beginning of that app, even though I was on the platform, I should have just been posting this whole time and I knew better. And now looking back, I wish I would have done it. But with TikTok, the great aspect is like you can be new on there and gain millions of followers. Like there's so many people who go viral there and build followings, you know, on the app now. But if you see other apps coming around and you see a lot of people are jumping on them or people are doing it, just be an early adopter to it if you can, because there really is no perfect time to start down this journey and nothing will ever be perfect and you won't always have like everything together. So my advice to you is just to do it. My next tip is, or I guess lesson, is to find what's unique to you. So as we know, there are a sea of influencers and there's so many of us, but we all have a unique story to tell or point of view or the way we like to talk and share about things. And so find whatever is unique to you and your personal style. So there's two different ways to kind of go about this. One is having a niche. And I know everybody hears about niches, but they actually are really important. So the reason why niches are important is if you want to be an expert in something and you want to work with a certain type of brand, having something that's focused is really important because then your followers know what kind of content to get from you. Brands know what to expect from you. And when they're looking for somebody, they know exactly who they're looking for. So for example, like because we're a skincare brand, if we are looking for someone who's specifically a skincare influencer, if all they talk about is skincare, we know that they know how to talk about products. Their followers want this type of product from them. So it really helps when a brand is building a campaign. It also helps when you're building an audience because your followers come to you knowing about something specific. I think over time, of course, you can experiment and test and try different things. But for me, I started with beauty. My very first YouTube video was a makeup tutorial, and it's always been rooted in beauty ever since then. And it's expanded into other things as I've gotten older. But that's really like the core of who I am is like beauty products because I am just like obsessed with beauty and I like have to have every single product. My bathroom is forever filled with so many things. And it's also genuinely what I like. So when you're thinking about picking a niche, don't go after like just what everybody's doing on social. Think about what do you actually like? What are you an expert in? In your group of friends or family, what do people come to you for recommendations for? And can you influence the people in your closest circle? So there's also the word of like content creator versus influencer and what the difference is. And I like to think of an influencer as somebody who can influence a group of people. So can you convince 5, 10, 15, 20, 100 people to buy something? Like, do you have influence over them? Can you influence a group of people to go somewhere, to try something, to to do something? Like, what can you influence them? And the best way to kind of think about your influence is like, what are you the most helpful for in your like 
core group of people and the people closest to you in your life. But being an influencer, if you want to work with brands, you can either be a micro influencer as you grow, then you become a macro influencer. So there's kind of different levels there. But being a content creator, you could have literally one follower and take the best content ever and be able to work with brands without having to have a following count because they're working with you to have content that they can either repost on their Instagram, Reels, TikTok, to use across email assets in different ways. So if you are a really strong photographer or you create really engaging video content or you have a unique way that you like to share your product, that's a really great way to work with brands and not even have to worry about growing your following because you are just creating the content that they need. So even though I just talked about niches and why finding what's unique to you is really important. It's also about not staying stagnant and trying new things. So if you don't have a niche, that's when your personality can really come through. And I'm sure there's followers and content creators and influencers you follow that it doesn't even matter what they post. You just love following them and their personality so much. It's like watching a little mini reality show every single day when you tune into their stories or their TikTok. So when you're trying to find something new and maybe you're bored with your own content. And this has happened to me, you know, like I've been doing this for 10 years and you have to think I've created a piece of content almost every single day for that long. It's a lot of content I've had to create. And I go through waves of like, I even get bored with my own stuff. So that's when I either switch up my style of photography, the way I'm editing the photos, how I'm doing my videos, the type of products that I share, a new way to share it while still staying true to who I am, which is also important when you kind of feel like you're in a rut. So if you feel like you're not growing or you're doing something over and over again and it's not working, find a new way to pivot your content strategy and see if there's something that will work for you and experiment and try things or try another app or switch to video format if you're doing a lot of photos or vice versa. Let's take a quick break to talk about Tiny Lux. I told you all about them before. I have really sensitive ears. I've tried to pierce my ears like multiple times and every single time I'll go to switch out an earring and then my ears become irritated and the hole closes up because that's just how my ears are. And it's so frustrating because I want to have so many piercings and finally I found a solution. So if you are like me and you're looking for something that helps your sensitive ears, I think you like this brand. It is a women's jewelry brand made to help you feel confident, stylish, unique, and powerful. So Tiny Lux believes everyone should be able to enjoy that experience without the pain. However, in a recent poll by Birdie, 65% of responders said that earrings have caused them pain or discomfort, which I totally feel that. So that's why Tiny Lux has spent the last three years making earrings that actually work for people with sensitive ears and metal allergies. And what makes Tiny Lux different from other hypoallergenic jewelry is that all of their earrings are made with pure medical grade titanium. They have so many earring styles that you could want from tiny huggies to studs and gold chunky hoops. Plus all of their jewelry is water resistant so you can wear it anywhere without changing color. Tiny Lux just launched a virtual ear planning tool called the Ear Stacker. There is nothing else like this on the internet. It allows you to try out different earring combinations and see what new ear piercings will look like before you buy. The future of earrings is here. Build your perfectly curated ear with the Tiny Lux Ear Stacker. Visit tinylux.com to try their new ear stacking tool and take 20% off with code Mariana. That's T-I-N-I-L-U-X.com and the code is Mariana. Reminder, stack irresponsibly. Now let's get back to the episode. The fifth thing I've learned in the last 10 years, if you're bored, go get inspired. There are times, especially in the last few years where I'm like, I can't, I don't, how can I take another piece of content in my home? Like, what can I take another picture of? I'm not getting dressed. I'm not getting like going anywhere. Like, what can I do? And I have to like get myself excited and motivated and inspired to share something new. And sometimes the best way is to get offline. So if I'm outside, like, what am I doing? Where am I going on a walk? Like, 
everything can be a piece of content. So when I wake up in the morning, like to me, I might think like, okay, my morning routine is boring. I do the same thing every day, but maybe you haven't seen me share my morning routine yet. So that's an opportunity to either make it a TikTok, a reel or stories. And within that morning routine, like what products am I using? Where can I buy it? And you never know like what small mundane things that you think are boring that other people might really want to see. So I'm always trying to get inspired some new type of way. Another way too is I love scrolling on the For You page on TikTok or I like scrolling on the Reels tab on Instagram and looking at people's content that I actually don't follow yet, which I find so many new people to follow, Uh, but seeing people outside of like the normal people that you follow all the time, because you might see a new style of video editing that really catches your eye or a way somebody filtered something or how the music matches to the beat of the song or how people are photographing their product and just seeing new type of things. And so I love getting inspired through others on social and then going to Pinterest. Pinterest is an amazing way to get inspired. You could basically type anything that you want. And then usually I type like word plus aesthetic. So like morning routine, aesthetic, coffee aesthetic. And then I'll see pictures. And then one picture keeps leading to another one. And I'll make little boards for myself, like a mood board of, okay, I'm liking this style of photography. Let me kind of shoot and edit like this. And it will re-inspire and re-motivate me to do something. Or sometimes it's just buying something new that like I really, really want to share. So I'll go do a mini like Sephora haul or I go on Revolve and buy maybe new things that I wouldn't wear before. And so I have new ways to style something. So I'm always trying to re-inspire myself. And sometimes it's on the app and sometimes it's off the app. My next piece of advice that I think is really important is to show brands love. And I know it's a weird kind of situation to be in because you don't want to give away free work. So it's not like the brand is asking you to do something and you're sharing something in exchange for free because I do believe that influencers should be paid for their work. But I also believe you have to build a relationship. You have to network. You have to show the brand love. And we're influencers, you know, so every day we're sharing products and things and stuff that we like anyway. So you may as well do it with some sort of goal in mind. So if you see a lot of influencers that you follow and a lot of them post sponsored content with a certain brand and it's a brand you already love and use, then you could go photograph and show the product. You could show an example to the brand and have this final piece of content. So let's say it's a TikTok or a reel and you post it and it's part of like a routine Afterwards, you can find that contact from the brand. You can send them a link to your TikTok or Reel and say, hey, I love my X product from your brand. Um, I shared this organically in this post. I wanted to let you know how well it went. If you ever have any future considerations for paid opportunities, I would love to be considered. Here is my information. If you want to send gifting in the meantime, just so the brand can understand what they might expect from you if they were to do a paid campaign with you. And there's so many different ways to work with brands too. And so if you are a really high converter, somebody that you know you send a lot of sales somewhere, you send a lot of clicks, then I would post the product maybe to your stories and then use a link sticker tab or an affiliate link. And then afterwards, take the metrics, take a screenshot of how many views your story got, how many link clicks that you had and send that over to the brand. So it's like, wow, this performed really well. So if I work with this influencer, I kind of have an idea of what kind of engagement they would send, how many link clicks they would send. And I never think of this as showing you know free love to the brand. I think of it as building the relationship so that hopefully a paid opportunity can come in the future. And I do this all of the time because It's products I'm going to share anyway, so I may as well just show the brand some love and send them over the analytics afterwards and hopefully work on a partnership together. And this kind of goes for every level of content creator, follower. So when I was first starting out, this is something I did. And then now with over a million followers and I've worked with 
almost all of my dream brands. It's something that I still do because just because I've gotten to this point now in my career or you grow and you're a full-time working influencer, you have to maintain and grow that now. And so it's not like you get to some point or some X amount of followers and everything just is like incoming. You still have to proactively do this because you want to be pitching yourself and like trying the best that you can do to partner with brands and adding value to them because it really is a two-way street. And yes, you want to get paid for your work, but you also want to give them something in return. And so this has been something that has been so, so helpful for me in my career. And another tip that I have too is when you're sharing brands in your content, be sure to tag them. I see a lot of like really vibey videos on like reels or TikToks and it'll show like 20 products in the reel, but then the brands aren't actually tagged. So the brand doesn't know that you're featuring their product in your content. Sure, you can send them a link, but they would have to watch through. But like if you're tagging them, they'll see it in their tags or their mentions. So always be sure to either like tap tag or tag it in the caption so that brands know whenever you're sharing them. And that leads me to my next lesson. And so the last one was to show brands love, but also show creators love. We are all in this together. And I truly believe if we all support each other, it just makes the influencer marketing community better as a whole. If all of us are succeeding and doing really well, it's only going to make more brands want to spend money in influencer marketing and continue to have events and send PR and have all of these opportunities. I know the struggles, believe me, like I go through waves of my Instagram story views are down or my Instagram feed posts aren't getting the reach that it used to. And it goes in waves of like doing really well. And then it's like not reaching anybody. So those things are out of our control. But what we can control is seeing other friends and creators and engaging in their content. We know how much work goes into a sponsored post, like all the back and forth, the emails back and forth with brands, getting the product, shooting it, getting it approved, posting it. And then all of a sudden it doesn't do as well as that you hoped. And you're like, why is this not performing? So if you are an influencer and you see a peer and they have a sponsored post up, my best advice to you is if it's a story, click on the link sticker tap, like show them some love, click through and give them extra clicks because you know that that's how their brand campaign is going to be, you know, analyzed and how the brand kind of sees the results of that campaign. If you see a sponsored feed post or a reel or TikTok from a friend, like and comment on it. If they're using a moisturizer, say, oh my gosh, I can't wait to buy that moisturizer. Or like you make me really want to try this moisturizer or something because there's two benefits here. One, you're supporting the influencer community. You're supporting your friends and peers who are doing the same job as you and you know how hard this work is to do. So like truly, truly support your fellow creators. And another way too is now you're engaging with a brand and you see that they're spending money in influencer marketing in these posts. So if you're engaging in the comments, I'm sure the brand is reading the comments on these sponsored posts afterwards and seeing like, oh, what are people saying? And if they're seeing that you're engaging with it and maybe you're like, oh my gosh, I want to try that moisturizer. The brand might reach out to you like, hey, I saw you posted on so-and-so's post. You wanted to try it. We'd love to send it to you. So this is also an added way of connecting with brands too. But I know how hard it is. And I always try to do that for my friends. When I see them post a sponsored story, I try to like click on the link for them. And then when they have a sponsored feed post, I always want to comment and engage with it because I know that that's how brands manage successive campaigns. And if we all support each other, I really do believe like we all just win and it's just better for the influencer community as a whole. The next thing is hopefully obvious, but it's to engage with your followers. So you want to have a two-way conversation and relationship with your followers. And I really try my best to do this. And it's definitely gotten harder as I've just gotten older or as I get more followers or as I'm just busy with the other areas of my life. But 
I try to give back in some way. So I don't want to just like take and be like posting, posting all the time. Like I want to actually have a relationship with you. I want to talk to you. If you send me a DM, I want to try to respond back to you and like send you a link for the thing that you asked me for. And what I try to do too is I do a lot of giveaways. So I get so much amazing gifting from brands, but I can't possibly keep it all. So I'll package giveaways up. And then if you'd like comment my posts, I'll pick a couple people each week and I'll send them boxes too, because I want to thank you for being a part of this community. Like I want to feel like I have a relationship with you. And something that we were able to do pre-pandemic with Summer Fridays was have like community events. And we would go out to our followers and like have like these little happy hours. And we did them in a couple different cities around the US. We did a couple in Europe. And I miss doing that so much and like connecting with you guys in real life. But it's such a great way to maintain this relationship. So it really does feel like a friendship. And so you're not just like giving to your followers, but you're also getting something back in return. And for me, sometimes when I have conversations with you guys on DM and we're talking about like life or work or something or how a podcast episodes changed your career or your life or your mindset, it inspires me to continue doing what I do because it's so hard to be on this journey for so long if it's just a one-way conversation because then I feel like I'm not getting anything reciprocal. So I would really just take the time to nurture and engage with your followers and do something back in return for them so that you're really doing this as a two-way street. So Valentine's Day is coming up and I'm so excited for this because I love Valentine's Day. I just think everything is so cute and loving and there's so many different ways to celebrate, whether you are buying something for yourself, which is kind of my favorite way to celebrate Valentine's Day or for a Galentine or a loved one. But maybe you're like, where do I even start? What do I even buy? Well, Macy's is making it really easy for you. So if you're someone special has not reminded you yet, Macy's has you covered with their gift finder. They have so many great gifts at any price, even $25 and under. So if you need any inspo, you can head to their site. It is macy's.com slash gift finder. And they have a really great gifts for a cozy night in, date nights out, treating yourself, celebrating Galentine's or Lux gifts, you know, for those friends who like the finer things in life. They have so many sought after gifts from their best brands like Martha Stewart Collection, Dior, Kendra Scott, and Coach. And definitely don't forget to treat yourself. You deserve to have a really amazing, beautiful fragrance or a new self-care beauty routine and great jewelry. I'm going to tell you guys a few of my favorite things. I love this gift. And this is something I would buy for myself is the Breville juicer. It's the speed juicer. And I just want to make all the juice that I want at home so I can have celery juice every morning when I wake up. So I don't have to go order it from somewhere. Another product for the beauty lovers is the Gucci Flora Perfume. This smells amazing. It's so delicate and sweet. And I love Gucci fragrances. And next is the Coach Tabby Bag. I love this. It's like that pillow fluffy bag. I want to order it in ivory because I think it's perfect for spring. So those are some things on my wish list. And if you are doing some shopping, head to Macy's.com slash gift finder. So we're almost through these 10 lessons and I've got a few left to share with you. And the next thing is to post consistently. And, you know, that lesson that I learned myself of not posting consistently after I got on TikTok, I've tried to be better about now. But on Instagram, I've posted almost every single day since I've been on the platform, which just seems like a very long time. And I know that it's really hard. So a tip that I had, um, if you are working a full-time job or you're busy and you're trying to create content on the side is to have some time set aside. Maybe it's once or twice a week or once a week or a few times a month, whatever is feasible for you and batch create as much content as possible. So it might not be as organic as you want to post stories throughout the day, but at least you know you have a lot of content to post all of the time. And the best way too is to think about evergreen content. So if you create a lot of seasonal content, like let's say everything I'm recording right now is around Valentine's Day. Well, I can only use this content then up until you know February 14th. But if I post generically like my favorite denim, well, I'm wearing denim all year long or my favorite 10 purses I always wear. That's something I can post 
in December of this year and it's not going to be timely. So when you're thinking about content, think about like, what can you get the most out of everything you're doing? So when I used to work in my old job, I would work during the week, Monday to Friday. Then on Saturday or Sunday on the weekends, I would take the day, I would get a bunch of outfits, I would put it in my car, I would drive around, I would take a bunch of different pictures and I would batch as much content as possible. And then what I would do is if I knew I was going to go shoot content anyway, I was going to do my hair and makeup before. So I would sit down and I would film a YouTube video while I was getting ready before I would go do content. So that alone, I would get a YouTube video of my skin, a YouTube video of my makeup, a YouTube video of my hair. So I would get three pieces of video content as I'm getting ready. Then I would have all of those pictures and photos as I was out of the different outfits and stuff I was doing. So within one day of content, you could have so many pieces of content. And I kind of think about that now when I'm doing and filming content. So if I know I'm shooting pictures today, I'll just get my iPhone out and I'll apply all of my skincare, makeup, hair care, and do just like a bunch of clips from it. And I can break those into different sections, even though I'm just like doing one one very long getting ready, but I can do just like my skincare and I can do just like my hair care and I can get so many pieces of content out of like one filming session. So just pre think about that as much as possible. And then if you know, you're not going to be able to shoot again for like three weeks, think how much content do I need to have for the next three weeks and make like a shot list for yourself. So when you go shoot, you know, you have enough stuff to post for the next few weeks so that you can really be consistent because consistency is key and it's so important. If you guys want to go back and listen to my episode with Christy Dash, she works at Instagram. She talks about how a piece of content is basically like a snowflake and like the sea of content that is on Instagram when you open up the app. So you really do have to post a lot. And one of the things that I love is like done is better than perfect. So like just get something up because it's better than like waiting for this perfect piece of content that you want to post because at least you're staying top of mind for people by consistently, you know, showing up in their feed. And The hardest lesson that I've had to learn in the last 10 years is to not stress about what I can't control. So you could post the best, most engaging content. You could work really hard on this piece of content. You love it and then you post it and nobody sees it. And that is so, 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 so frustrating. Like I get so frustrated when I'm like, I know this picture is good. Like I don't understand why people aren't liking it or seeing it. And I see the reach is low and it's out of my control. All we can control is showing up on the apps every day, posting consistently, networking with brands, posting consistent quality content, giving something of value to our followers, engaging in our communities. And we just hope that the algorithm is in our favor that day or that our posts are being shown out. And I get it. Like, I know it's so, so frustrating, but we can't be stressed about it because we literally can't control it. Like, I'll go to Instagram and say, like, I don't understand, like, what is happening? And they're like, we don't know. Like, it's just something's just like happening sometimes. And It's been really hard and I know how frustrating it is because the job of an influencer, our job is basically, you know, the success of our campaigns is like, how many likes did this get? How many links clicks did this get? Like how many comments? And that's why I go back to like show creators and your fellow people love because those stats are really important and you know, like that's how we're judged by brands. And so we can't control that aspect of the success of our post. And we just hope that our posts do really well. And it's something that I am still learning 10 years in of like not being stressed. Like I even posted the other day, like, I don't understand. People aren't seeing my posts. Like, I don't know what's going on. And it was like consistently like a few feed posts, just the reach was so low. And I get so frustrated by it. And then I feel bad because if I'm working with a brand and they're expecting something and then the reach is low, then I feel awful because this thing was out of my control. But like, that's just whatever is happening on the app at that time. And so like, I even have to like, ooh, saw like myself and like calm myself down to be like, okay, I know that I did a really great job. I know I did quality work. I know I 
I created the content I thought would resonate best. And then if that happens, especially if it's a brand campaign, what I'll do is show extra love afterwards. Like I'll reshare like the reel or I'll reshare the feed post or like add an extra frame of the product with like the link sticker tap again, because I want to make sure that the brand is really happy with how the campaign ended. And even if you your post did really well and you still want to boost it and do a little bit more, I like to do that afterwards too, of just like continuing to show the brand love. And especially maybe some people miss the sponsored post so you can continue to support the brand or the product or the partnership so that the brand wants to work with you again. And I know that I already shared 10 lessons now. So that was like my 10th one, but I have two other things like notes of things that I've learned in the last 10 years that I thought were really important to me and getting me to where I am today. And the first one is having a game plan or strategy or end goal. So being an influencer is amazing. Like it's so great. I said earlier, like once you get here and you get to a point where you're working as a full-time influencer, you have to maintain it. So it's not like you get to a place where like everything's all good. You're getting great gifting and partnerships. You have to then like maintain those partnerships forever over time and not become stagnant or else the brands can fall off and you're not giving anything unique to them. So you have to constantly be evolving and working on it and thinking of it really as a business and a company and like, what do you want to do with this? So influencers are, you know, we wear so many hats. We are photographers. You're the model. You're the videographer, editor, publicist, social media manager, accountant, uh, email assistant. Like you are so, so many things and you have so many skills. And we learn how to do so much that we can give these skills to brands, companies, people, and offer these skills to other people. So if you are really, really skilled at content creation, maybe you can get a job where a brand hires you in-house to create all of the content for them. Let's say you love, love, love doing social, but you're shy about maybe posting yourself. Maybe you become a content creator or a social media manager managing other brand accounts. So like, what is the end goal of like starting down this influencer path? Like, where do you want to be? Do you want to start your own business? Do you want to work for somebody else? Do you want to create a product line? Do you want to open your own store? Do you want to open a cafe? Like whatever this dream is, start tailoring your content to get to where you want to go because it's really, really helpful because we meet so many people. There's so much great networking. There's so many opportunities that this really is like a great like place to like break ground and like whatever career you want to go into because you're wearing so many hats and learn so many skills. And it really was like the best place for me to go to school before starting a business because I learned so much from being an influencer that led us to starting our own company. And then the very last thing that I want to share with you guys is it's okay to share as much or as little as you want. If you are somebody who wants to be so open and so vulnerable and share everything, and this is like your personal diary and that's up to you, do your thing. If you are somebody who's a little bit more shy and you don't want to put yourself out there, it's okay too. Don't feel pressured to do what other people are doing just because it's their lane. There is enough room for all of us. Everybody has their own niche and personality, way that they like to share things and their own comfort levels. Um, I know right now I see a lot of people being very open and authentic. And a lot of my friends are just a little bit more shy or they have kids and they don't want to involve like their families in it because they want like some separation of family and home life. So it's like, don't feel pressure to do what other people are doing. Just do and share as much or as little as you are comfortable with. So those were some of the 10 lessons and things that have helped me in the last 10 years, which is like 
networking, finding out what's unique to you, showing brands love, showing creators love, posting consistently and not stressing about the things we can't control. So I hope that this was helpful. I have learned so much in my last 10 years and hope to continue to share them more here on the podcast and on my social. And if you guys aren't following me yet, follow me on Instagram. It's at Mariana underscore Hewitt and same on TikTok. And I hope that this is helpful. I wish you guys the best of luck. There is room for all of us. I love seeing creators thrive and I love to see new influencers all the time. And I personally am always looking for new people to follow and people to love, especially on TikTok. So best of luck to you. And I hope this was helpful and I will see you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.